Welcome to the Pancast Radio Podcast. I'm joined today by another Manchester artist, Pat Caulfield. Hi, Pat. How's it going? Yeah, Pat. How are you? I'm good. Um, so tell us about yourself. You're, uh, you, you work with computer codes to create music. Yep. Um, yeah, so I use different like, yeah, computer programming things to make uh, audiovisual art and music. Very cool. And how did you get into that? Um, so I think I've only been doing it for about a year. Um, but last year, uh, I heard about like things called uh, VJ performances, where you uh, would like video jockeys. So the same idea as a DJ, except instead of using like an album or whatever, you're using video, and they like cut up the video and do weird glitchy things to it, and like it's. Uh, <laughs> But in like a kind of performance context as well. So you'll have like a musician performing and then like a audiovisual person like doing some cool visuals. Oh, very cool. The kind of programs that you can use for that. Uh, turns out that kind of programming stuff is quite helpful. Um, and quite a lot of them have, yeah, for like someone called Pure Data that's, that's quite good at that. And that's kind of very programmy. <laughs> what programs do you use? Uh... Uh, well, I think I've probably used every single <laughs> one at this point. Yes. Uh, so I've done, uh, so I've, I've done like two live performances before, and the first one was using a program called Orca, um, which is very cool. It it looks very like hacker uh, inspired, so it's all just it's just a screen of like letters, and each letter does a different thing. Um, and then. And then uh, my second performance, I used this program called Title Cycles, uh, which is very good. It's you kind of just make these long, complicated uh, strings of patterns that affect each other and do a lot of like unpredictable, uh, kind of random stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think the main program that a lot of these music software use is called Super Collider, um, which is made. I don't know. It might have been made BC, maybe. <laughs> It's very, very old, um, and that does a lot of like synthesis stuff. So it can it can play uh, audio files and it can like um, synthesize new sounds as well. And, yeah. So, how much of I mean, are you a musician uh, beyond just coding, or no, no, I've, no, I've never uh, gotten very far with any kind of instrument training. And then when you program, are the visuals being programmed um, with the sound or is that a completely uh, separate? So, I mean, it, like some people, uh, like you can live code visuals, uh, but I, it's not really possible to do both the visuals and the audio like live coded at the same time. Um, so I think the thing I'm trying to do now, uh, and like the first video I sent you is, um, so I've kind of made the visual program before uh, it's reacting to the the uh, audio. So I'm live coding the audio, which is triggering events that happen in the, the visuals. But the yeah, the visuals have been made technically beforehand. Yeah, Very cool. Before. So is so your the visuals have been made beforehand. Yeah. And but, so you are how do you create an audio to 
Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not very good at it. I just kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of wing it. So, I mean, on, on the first video I sent you, um, it's, um, it used like, I made the visuals with like the circles, but I kind of thought it looked a bit like Celtic or something like that. So I, I took a sample of uh, like Irish violin playing or something. Uh, so that's kind of the only extent of my uh, matching them so very cool uh let's and i have that video pulled up um i'll go ahead and set that up for us
So that was the Irish thing that you said. Um, I yeah. quite enjoyed that. Um, curious. Talk to me about it. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess there is kind of two two different bits of the program. It's um, the, the, the audios and the visuals are kind of a bit different. I guess. Um, so for the for the visuals, uh, got remember what I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got just like a grid of, of rectangles. Um, and you can, so, yeah, <laughs> um, there's a program called Open Framework that used to code this. And there's the first thing you can do is you can just do normal shapes and stuff. So just rectangles and grids and kind of these like rigid uh, objects like that. And then I put that through uh, a thing called a shader, which lets you basically mess with all of the points. Um, so a square is four points, and a shader lets you like move bits of the points and like do weird geometry stuff to those. Um, so you see, yeah, so it's just a grid originally, and then the shader morphs everything and makes it all uh, very weird, uh, which I think works quite quite a good combination because it lets you have the kind of structure and ordered stuff and then it lets you mess with it. And then the uh, the audio is yeah a bunch of uh, audio samples that I well they get cut up and looped uh, so you can you can cut up the the sample to be really really small. And then if you loop it, it becomes a like frequency almost. Um, so I've got like a kick drum that I've chopped down to a really small size and played that uh, really fast so that it becomes like a you know, loud kind of <laughs> thing. Um, and okay. um, the program I'm using to trigger the audio events is, uh, let's say, every like eight beats um it's also sending a message to randomize uh some of the parameters of the visuals um so the speed at which the inner spins is, is randomized every eight beats uh, and that might that might correspond to like a kick drum or it might correspond to something like that in the audio uh, i've also got it's like uh, inverting the colors and things as well in time with the music very cool. Um, so what is it like to perform live versus um, creating a piece at home? Uh, yeah, I think one of the things I quite like about uh, live coding is the kind of improvised uh, aspect of it. Um, so yeah, when, when you're just at home, like not, not live or anything, uh, it, I don't know, I think I, I don't really like it because it becomes quite a big about making it perfect and like agonizing over like I, I want every single bit of this song to be completely perfect which is obviously you need to do that to be an actual musician but like if you just uh, I think when you're doing it live you can kind of just see where it goes and you don't have to have to worry about that as much I think right that's really cool and so recently you were uh, you did a piece for algorithmic right yeah, yeah. 
that's really how, how did you find that uh i think that's the first time somebody's actually asked me to like make <laughs> a stream which is quite nice um and yeah i think i wanted to make sure they're kind of but i felt like i had to keep up the kind of aesthetic they had going which is also kind of interesting very cool. Um, this is a black and white kind of neon theme thing. So this next um, this next piece that we're about to watch is you actually um, manipulating in real time the, the audio, right? Yeah, yeah. So it shows the the Python program that I've made uh, that you can edit on the go, and it generates. It like directly triggers the audio events. So uh, I don't know, you'll see I've got a function called SAMP which selects the sample and then a function called trigger which plays the sample. Um, and everything everything works kind of uh, so the way the program works it goes through uh, what I've written like downwards every beat and triggers the events that have been written there. So it's like in indirect Correspondence is how, uh, yeah, how things are triggered. So what what do you look for, or what do you listen for um, when you are messing around on your code? Like uh, what sounds perfect to you? I mean, I, I don't think anything anything I've, that I've done ever sounds perfect. But um, I think I like it when it's. Kind of a constant battle between it, it being complex and like randomized and because that's stuff that I think live coding is very good at but then you also kind of have to balance that with structure and what you want some things that are not randomized because otherwise you can't really kind of groove to it <laughs> you know what I mean? um, and also in terms of it's still something I'm, I'm very bad at but in terms of like creating melodies and things like that um it's i think if you listen to quite a lot of like idm or uh, apex twin and stuff they always have really good clear kind of choruses almost and like um clear melodies but when you're just using randomness you kind of don't get that uh that relationship to it i think a lot of it kind of just gets lost uh, very cool well let's go ahead and take a look yeah Thank you. 
Thank you again for sharing. So, what's the ultimate goal here? Um, I, I, I think because I am actually making, I guess it's the same as any software engineering thing. The goal is to make it not crash. So, like at the very end of that video, uh, I set something volume at like eight hundred, and then it broke the entire program, so I had to restart it. Um, it's quite good. And there was actually a point earlier in there where. Um, I thought something wrong or I wrote the wrong thing and it just it just broke for a bit. <laughs> it but. sounded really good though and I couldn't tell. So um yeah, thank you again. So um what where can we find this music? Um what, do you mean live coding music in general or um no I guess I mean you specifically, like where can we listen to this? I think I just post everything on my Instagram. Very cool. And All right. Well, thank you again. Um, that was Pat Caulfield, guys. Um, he's, again, a Manchester-based uh, UK artist. We will be right back in about five minutes um, with another UK artist, Kelsey Brooks. Thank you and stay tuned. Good afternoon. We're back with another friend from England, uh, Kelsey Brooks. I met Kelsey in Manchester with Pat. She is an audio engineer, recently graduated from the University of Manchester. 
while we're waiting for her to join, uh, I would like to take this time to remind you to donate to the Fala Indigenous Supply Fund. Uh, that's Fala, F-A-L-A, the Fala Indigenous Supply Fund. It's on GoFundMe. All proceeds go to help the Navajo Nation and Hopi communities in my hometown of Arizona. All right, Kelsey, are you on?